Hi, I'm Lauren Clash Schneider with Clash Notes for Broadway Radio. I'm here with Carla Ching, the playwright of Nomad Motel, playing off-Broadway at the Atlantic Theater. Welcome, Carla. Thank you. Nice to be here. Well, thanks for your time, and let's just dive right in. Nomad Motel was commissioned by the Atlantic, and I'm looking to be enlightened about the commission process and how that might affect you as an artist and a writer. It was actually commissioned by South Coast Repertory Theater um, as part of their Crossroads Commissioning Program um, that uh, was granted by the Time Warner Foundation. And so the whole idea is that they wanted um, people to write about Orange County, California. Uh Uh-huh. And... uh, so I wanted to just have a different look at what Orange County was other than the Real Housewives um, and sort of see what else might be there. Uh-huh. Um, and so they were kind enough to both tour me around Orange County so that I could see a lot of it. Um, and then also through, I was part of the CTG writers group at the time, uh, Pierre Carlo Talenti and Joy Meese hooked me up with an amazing woman named Jennifer Friend, uh, who is uh, the CEO of Project Hope Alliance, which is an organization for um, um, housing unstable and homeless children and families in Orange County. Uh-huh. And then an, ama- and an amazing um, filmmaker named Angela Chen. Um, and so I interviewed both of them and got their personal stories um, um, that are sort of close to the ideas that I'm dealing with in the play. Uh-huh. Um, so the character of Alice is, is inspired by uh, Jennifer, um, and then Angela told me some really wonderful things that are sort of how I came to write uh, Mason. Mm, what an incredible journey. It's curious. Enlighten us a little bit with regard to a commission and, you know, chicken or egg. How you the commission um, arrived at Sorry, where you I mean, commissions are sort of nice because what they do is they give you, they can give you some space and time uh, to write, um, which we don't have a lot of uh, as as writers, you know, um, hustling second and third Mm -hmm. and sixth jobs sometimes to be able to write. Mm -hmm. Um, So they can, uh, and they can also give you a focus. Like, for instance, in this particular case, um, I knew that Orange County was a focus, and then I started to do research about. You know, I, I saw the HBO documentary by um, Alexander Pelosi about motel kids um, and started reading a lot of New York uh, LA Times articles about parachute kids. And mm-hmm. so it sort of helped define my focus for what the play was going to be about. Mm-hmm. Um, it, helped me, it helped me narrow it. Uh, and then also, you know, SCR was kind enough to give me um, time um, to develop it with them through a workshop process um, where I had actors, a director, um, and an amazing dramaturg in Andy Knight um, and was sort of able to start building the play there six years ago. Incredible. Let's talk a little bit about the content of the play. So Nomad Motel, of course, is about these kids that have found themselves in a position basically of growing up too soon and raising themselves. What do you hope that audiences will take away knowing from the play? I mean, people will walk away with what 
they walk away with it. And I try never to prescribe. I, you know, there are things that I hope people receive, which is uh-huh. I hope that people have a feeling of empathy for for these. There, there are actually three kids at the center of the story, all from very different circumstances, but all who are sort of um, alone and trying to develop an invented family because their own family doesn't work so well. So, you know, my hope is that people have, have empathy and have, and walk away with a sense of hope because these three young people and their parents too are just doing the best that they can to sort of um, survive in a difficult world. Um, And also I hope that people sort of, work harder to see somebody else's circumstances because it's, it's very easy to write off somebody that is in an impoverished situation and say, Oh, well, you know, you must've made choices to be there. But the fact of the matter is that sometimes we don't make choices and, and um, life circumstances, whether it's a parent leaving or an illness in the family or just a financial catastrophe put us in situations where we find ourselves in need and it's not always so easy. But then, and then on the flip side of that, Mason's character appears to be an Asian kid that is well taken care of, and you know has a big house and seems right. to have plenty of money. But the fact of the matter is, is that he's impoverished in a different way, and that um, he has no family to speak of nearby, um, and out of fear of deportation, he's sort of a loner. Mm-hmm. So. Um, the play is, I hope, interrogating questions about what is family, where is home, how do we develop community, how do we take care of each other, how do you look out for for how do you keep how do you look out for folks that you see might be struggling, even when you're struggling too. Right, right. Well, let's talk a little bit about the journey that the play has been taking and understanding that it's been something that's had a six-year process thus far. So prior to its off-Broadway opening at the Atlantic, it had other productions. Will you talk a little bit about those and how, for you, as a playwright, the material has evolved or changed? Great. So I was lucky enough through the National New Play Network um, Rolling World Premiere Program to be able to start the play off at City Theatre Company in Pittsburgh. Um, and, then, and then finally, Unicorn Theater Company in Kansas City. And so what was wonderful is um, we got to really develop the play. Their whole idea, too, is that you have a different cast, a different design team, and a different set of actors in every city um, that are probably largely local, but also to get an opportunity to have three completely different productions and to sort of allow you to find the play um, through those three different tellings of it. So we learned a lot along the way, you know, with those different teams, the design having to be very specific in each city. You know, it was proscenium uh, in city theater, but it was uh, an alley in in um, Kansas City. And so all these different permutations just sort of allowed us to learn many ways that the story can be told, but also what the essential truth of the play is. Um, and, you know, some lines and scenes have been added and others have fallen away, but you start to see when you're doing it many times what the core of it is, what, what, the, what the truth of the play is. So I'm really grateful to have had a chance to do the play four times in the course of a year wow. um, 
and and grow it so that by the time we got here to the Atlantic, um, we had a little bit of work to do on the script. And, um, you know, Neil Pepe um, and Annie and Abby Katz over there all gave me really wonderful notes. But also the script was um, in stronger shape than it than it would have been if, you know, I was just starting out. Um, which which was a gift to have gotten to work on it four times, um, and to especially New York is such a tough town um, mm-hmm. to get to work on it um, out of town and then to bring it here was super helpful because I mm-hmm. previously I had opened plays here before and just doing that straight is very hard. Of course, yeah, absolutely, um, and the journey while it's here, of course, will continue in. Goodness only knows which productions in the future in various places. And while here, the New York Times says that Nomad Motel is poignant and that you work from a place of curiosity about who we are and how we got to be that. And were there things that you learned along the way as a writer in this process? Uh, Things that I learned as a writer or things that Mm -hmm. I learned about the characters or... Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's talk about the characters. I I try to f- I work I try to work from inside the characters. Um, I'm that weird writer that um, I really try to. This sounds goofy, but I try to listen to them and mm-hmm. let them tell me what they want to say. So I'll literally sit down on my laptop or with a pad of paper and try uh-huh. to conjure them and basically eavesdrop on the conversation that they're, I put two characters in a room and then I try to eavesdrop on the conversation (laughs) and try to listen to what they're trying to say to each other. Um, So another benefit of all of these productions is I've had, you know, four sets of actors in most cases. We have one holdover with Christopher Larkin who is playing the part here at the Atlantic and also was um, at CD Theater. But other than that, different sets of actors. And so when you see different actors um, interpret that part in a different way, or or if there's if there's something that actors in multiple cities are struggling with, then I know that that's on me, and I need to be listening harder to the character and figure out that character's arc a little bit better or give them more mm-hmm. agency. Because if more than one actor is struggling with it, then there's something that I need to do in the architecture of the scene and in the arc of the character to help them. Um, so that's that's something that I've really learn to and you know also in every city you know what words come come out of a actor's mouth beautifully and what are phrases or such that they that they trip on um Mm -hmm. you know in 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 the collaborative process i've had really smart collaborators for instance you know before we even got here um i met with my collaborator collaborator uh, my director at iskander a couple last summer while I was still gearing up to do a couple more of the productions. And he had one good thought, which is, you know, how hard is it for Mason um, at the end to make the decision to go? I'm just wondering if there's something, because right now it feels sort of spontaneous. And so out of that conversation, um, I wrote a new monologue at the end of the play, which is, him wrestling with how hard this might be and why they must why they must go or try to go and try to convince Alex so that that was brand new and out of you know a good thought from a collaborator I try to always yes and unless I really Uh I try to entertain a thought 
uh-huh. any note from any actor, from any designer, from anyone that's great. I, tr- I entertain it as long as I can, unless it's something that will break the play mm-hmm. or, or break a plot point or, or break the narrative or the character sense in some way. I will absolutely entertain it and take it as far as I can go. Um, because that is often when magical things happen. And so I'm really grateful to Ed for having that great thought because I think it it gave us um, a, a finer point and a beautiful moment at the end that the play probably really needed. Mm. Carla, thank you so much for your insight and exposing us to so many things we never would have known otherwise about the process and the play and your work in this way. Thank you. For sure. I'm Lauren Clash Schneider with Carla Ching, writer of Nomad Motel, playing off-Broadway at the Atlantic Theater through June 23rd. Thank you. And we're Thank through. you.